Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another bite-sized weekend political podcast. Uh, who says you don't get value for money on a Saturday and a Sunday as well as during the weekdays? And remember, if you do enjoy this, if you enjoy the content we're putting out, uh, maybe you'd like to support me by buying me a coffee. The link is below. Just hit the click and you can um, get me an Americano, please. <laughs> That's much appreciated keeps my voice uh, going during these podcasts. Um, let's talk about the end point of immigration without end. Now, I know that's one of those titles that you think, what's he talking about now? Well, it's this, that there are people and organizations in this country, some of whom I think include the government, uh, and they would be quite happy for this country to be essentially uh, totally changed out of all recognition by an endless tide of immigration, some of it legal, some of it Ill illegal. And that's very much, I think, what we've seen unfolding over the past 10, 15, 20 years. It's becoming pretty obvious, I think. Um, and uh, what, what that means is that communities, local British communities are being changed out of all recognition. And yet there are those who protest and say, well, we have to, we've got to let these people in. We've got to let them in. Okay, so if that's the case, if your premise is we must let these people in, can there ever be a limit to the people that we let in? Is there any limit to their numbers? Because if there's no limit to their numbers, if there's no criteria for letting them in, then essentially what we're actually being asked to accept is the demise of our societies as we know them. Now, maybe some people are happy with that, but I suggest, suggest a lot of people aren't. There's a, there's a particular active, activist group called Care for Calais. Care for Calais, that's their name. And they put out this on their social media the other day. I'm gonna read it to you just very, very briefly. They say, if you think refugees shouldn't be in hotels, tell the government to process their claims. Don't intimidate victims of war, torture, and human rights abuses. They didn't ask to be in hotels, and they can't change this. And then if you want change, write to your MP. Now, this is clearly very, very peculiar thinking. Let's put it as mildly as that. Very, uh, refugees shouldn't be in hotels. Well, I agree with you, Care for Calais. They shouldn't be, because they shouldn't be in the country in the first place, because they're not refugees. If these people really are claiming the war, torture, and human rights abuses that you allege, then on their way to the UK, they pass through many countries which can accommodate them, give them sanctuary, and do the things that you want. But they don't stop in those countries. They slide, they slither through France to get across the channel to get into the hotels here. So spare me your speciousness about they don't want to be in hotels. Of course they want to be in hotels. Of course they want the, the free accommodation, the free food, the free heating. Some of the things that British people, by the way, can't even afford, but they get them. And then when local communities, as we've seen uh, recently, start to express alarm and concern at this, people like you then jump on your little soapbox and try to demonize the people protesting this inevitable change to their society. I'm glad people are protesting because there will be, a, I mean, if we just allow the government to dump as many people as it wants without limit, 
on society, then Britain will not be Britain in the next 20, 30 years. And we've seen in parts of London, for example, it's already pretty much the case that the country has changed out of all recognition. Now, I believe this is part of the uh, globalist agenda. I believe the British government is up to its neck in this. I read today, I think I saw a stat that said the British government doesn't intend to deport one person, one person to Rwanda this year. Not even one, and it's only March. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, the, the, the government is, is, I mean, people go on about care for Calais, and they, yes, they are indeed uh, a, a truly, uh, um, you know, abomination uh, activist organization against the wishes of the British people. But it's not just care for Calais, it's the British government as well. They're just as much wrapped up in it. Uh, and there's lots of other organizations like Circo, for example, who do extraordinarily well out of it. You see, there's a lot of money to be made in the process of selling out the United Kingdom. Loads of money to be made in it. Um, not just the hotel operators, uh, the, the, the people providing food into these hotels. Uh, so much, so much money sloshing around. All you have to do to get your hands on some of the filthy liquor is to basically sell out your own community, uh, sell out the notion of... Uh, of a, a sovereign Britain and instead accept this notion that basically the United Kingdom is one big uh, refugee uh, accommodation camp and they can come and they can stay. We'll pay taxes to keep them in the style to which they've become accustomed and everyone's a winner. That's the reality of what's on the, the situation. And as I say, we see it now around, like I saw images in Carlisle, for example, of uh, big protests yesterday. And of course, then you have Antifa, which is the fascist organization, fascist terrorist organization, in my opinion, at any rate, uh, running counter protests, saying, refugees, welcome, let them in. Well, again, to come, to come back to my point, well, if you just let them in um, without vetting them and without limit, then ultimately you destroy your own society. And I think that's potentially what the end game is. Immigration is being used as a tool to destroy us, absolutely to destroy us, demographically, financially, culturally, socially. That's the purpose. That's the end game. And that's what a lot of people want to resist. Thank you so much for listening.